For many of us, that's our, that's His word for us today. That He's going to make all things new, and and we look forward to God doing new things in our lives. Wouldn't you say so? And it doesn't matter what age we are, where we are in life. He's able to do brand new things. And we're kicking off a new series, the best start ever. And we would love to have great starts. We would love to have a, a brand new season. And sometimes we will look at our, our year coming up and, and have hopes and desires to have things better than 2011. But 2011 wasn't that bad. I mean, yes, there's things that may not have gone as best as we would liked it to. But it's interesting that as, as 2011 is gone... Usually when we reflect on last year, we usually look for things that didn't go well. Isn't that true? We very rarely look for the things that went well. We look for things that didn't go well. God's perspective is that He wants to do new things and that we, and that we focus on Him because He does things that are good. We'll look at new things as a new thing because we're in this thing called time. So to us, whenever there's a new thing, it's new. But to God, it's always been a part of His plan. It's just we're catching up with Him and what He's doing from His perspective. And we all like new things. We like the new car. We like the new house. We buy a new thing. During Christmas, we got new stuff. So we like the new things. God is all about doing things new. Sometimes we have a hard time starting something new because we're afraid of failing. Or like last year, maybe we had some New Year's resolutions and, uh, you know, day one was great, but day two was horrible. And so we've since stopped doing that or we said, you know what, this year I'm going to do better than next year. But let me just read to you a couple things that people have started and it wasn't like the best start. But the first electric light was so dim that a candle was needed to see its socket. You needed a candle just to see the light bulb socket. One of the first steamboats took about 32 hours from New York to Albany, which is about 150 miles. 32 hours. Not minutes, hours. Wilbur and Orville Wright's first airplane lasted only 20, uh, 12 seconds. A flight, 12 seconds, not because it was slow, but because it was beginning. It was the start of airplanes. And the first automobiles traveled at 2 to 4 miles per hour. Some of us still drive that speed. But, in fact, they would have horse carriages pass them by and yell out, Get a horse! That's what they would say. Because they would be going so slow. But imagine if those that invented these things thought to themselves, Oh, it's not a good start. It's, it's, it's horrible right now. It's not going well. Imagine if those, or, or when they came out with the cell phones, and I think it was the military who came out with them first because they had to communicate on the battlefield. If they said, These things are just too big. We can't have these things and it's not going to go well. What would, what would we have today for communication? Whenever God wants to start something new in our lives, it doesn't have to be perfect. So long as we start. Because He's perfect. And that's what makes the difference. 
We serve a perfect God. This morning, we want to look at how we can have that fresh start. How can we, how can we start off the year with a fresh start? And we're, we're going to make some decisions this year. Some will be good, some will not be good. But I thought, let's not even think about making those kinds of decisions. Let's just start with God first. In your bulletin, there's a place for some notes that you can take and follow along. And there's some scripture that we're going to go through. Because the best start ever that we can have is starting with the Word of God. He never fails. He's always faithful. And this is what it says in Lamentations 2, excuse me, 3, verse 22 and 23. It says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh when? Each morning. Some of us had a good night's sleep. How many of you guys had more than five hours of sleep? Raise your hand. More than five Really? God bless you. Uh, less than five hours would probably be the rest of us. How about maybe two hours sleep? Raise your hand. Two hours sleep. Two hours sleep. Three hours sleep. Three. I had about three hours sleep. Maybe four. No, three. Two thirty, and then got up at about five. So not that bad. But I thought, even even though we'll have different sleep patterns, when you wake up in the morning, it's a new day. Regardless if you went sleep that day. It's a brand new morning because God is that faithful. And His love never ends. His, His, His faithfulness to us never ends. Here's the other side to it. That although God is faithful and, and he, is, he is the provider, He is the one that gives us a brand new, fresh start, we do have an adversary. We do have an enemy called the devil. He does not like it when we begin new things with God. He would rather us begin without God. He doesn't care how well we do in life so long as it's not with God. Because He hates it when we have a loving relationship with God. The Bible says in John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. You know, when God wants to start something, that means He sees something good coming out of that start. The question is, what start do you want to have with the Lord? What would it be? What would it be with the Lord when it's a brand new day or or a brand new season? What would your beginning look like? For some of us, we would say, boy, I, I just want to have a deeper relationship with God. I want to get to know God more. I want to get into His Word more. I want to read the Bible this year. Some of us had the goal of reading through the Bible in one year last year, and, and some of us did well. <clears throat> some of us had a difficult time. Uh, we, we tried our very best to find time to read, and, and so maybe we did well in January, and then February came, March, April, May. Next thing you know, we, we totally forgot about the Word of God. But aren't you glad for a brand new beginning? And we can start out fresh with the Word of God. He has, He came, Jesus came, so that we may have life and have it abundantly. And it starts with the Word of God. In fact, you can write this in, in number one and taking notes. To allow God to do new things in my life. Allow Him to do new things in my life. See, the one thing someone said is that the tragedy of life is not that it ends so soon, but that we wait so long to begin it. Interesting. 
Forrest Gump, we know his loving, uh, his, his, his little phrase that life is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get. <clears throat> I read this other one from this little girl. And she said, well, life is like a box of ice cream. The longer we wait to experience it, the more it melts away. And I thought, I love ice cream. I don't want it to go away. But it's true with life. If we just wait around waiting for life to happen, it'll melt away right before our eyes. Allow God to do new things. He wants to. He's about doing new things. Think about it. God is more concerned about our future than He is our past anyway. We're the ones who who remember our past more than God does. But Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Which is telling us that God is able to do the impossible. When it looks like just desert in our lives, when it looks like just mud and clay, and and it looks like we're stuck, He's able to pave the way for us. That's how powerful He is. That's how loving He is. Don't dwell on the negative things that happen the day that is in the day that's gone by. Look forward to the wonderful things that God will do. And I know we get stuck in the, the, the things that we may do that is wrong or the negative things or the, or the bad things that have happened. And we get stuck there. And, and uh, sometimes we, we're there because there's memories, there's, there's, a, there's a traumatic situation, or maybe there's anger there or frustration. And, and, uh, and we, we get stuck there and it just comes back to us. And how do we get rid of it? Because it's difficult to do so. Like, have you ever done something so horrible that you can't forget it? The other week we were shopping and <clears throat> I started to video uh, some merchandise. And, and the person said, oh, you can't uh, video. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, yeah, uh, because of competition. And I, and I said, well, if it's illegal, I won't uh, you know, video. And he said, no, no, it's not illegal. It's just you know, competition. And, and I don't know why I said this, but I said, you know, it's easier for me to show my family instead of bringing them with me to shop. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, that's not why I'm doing this. I just lied. And I, you know how horrible I felt? I felt so horrible. I said, that's not me, Lord. Why, where did that come from? I'm a pastor. I shouldn't be lying. What's wrong with me? And I, I felt so bad. And I left that place horribly uh, just frustrated and, and, and my head hanging low. And I'm talking with the Lord. I said, Lord, why Why did I do that? I feel so horrible. Forgive me. Forgive me. And then uh, I said, why, what is that in me? Why do I still, why, why, why would I even do that? I had no reason to do that, Lord. Why did I do that? He said, it's just a reminder that you still need me. Now, don't go out and lie and say, oh, I need Jesus. That's why. It, it was, it, it, it's something that the Lord taught me. He said, you, you still need me. I told Heidi, and I said, Heidi, this, I, man, I feel horrible. I've asked the Lord for forgiveness. I said, Lord, forgive me. And, and she says, well, then get over it. <laughs> Got up the next morning, and I still felt horrible. She said, what's the matter? I said, I just feel so... She says, ah, that was yesterday. Today is a brand new day. <laughs> I said, that's true. It's a brand new day. God wants to do new things. Sometimes we hang out in the past, and, and we don't allow Him to do a new thing. Let him do a new thing. Now, let me just warn you. When God wants to do something new, 
you're going to have to do something new in order to get to that new place. That's where we need courage from God. Because if not, then how can we do something new that God is doing in our life if we're not willing to do new things? Because in order for us to get to a place we've never been, we must do things we've never done. And it's a challenge, it's a stretch, even in our lives, in our personal relationships, even in our relationship with our spouse and our family. If we want to have a better family, then we got to do things different. We have to change the way we think. We have to do things better. And we may have done things wrong, and, and because of that, we use that as a reason why God can't move in our lives. But why keep using that as an excuse Yeah, we confess those things, and I'm glad I got to confess that to you because the Bible says when you confess things to one another, you're cleansed. So I feel cleansed. I feel refreshed. But don't go and do things wrong so you can confess it to feel refreshed. Go back to the Lord and say, I want you to, I'm allowing you to do something new in my life. In fact, Proverbs tells us in Proverbs 28 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. And I like, I like it when, when we have the confidence of the Lord that He can do new things in our lives. Then it's a part of allowing God to do something new. He can't do anything new that I'm not willing to bring to Him. If I'm not willing to bring my life to Him, He can't do new things in my life. If I want Him to do new things in my family, I... He can't do anything new in my family if I don't bring them before Him. If I want for Him to do something new in my finances, I can't do any, He can't do anything in my finances if I don't bring them to Him. If, if I want Him to do something new in, in uh, my work environment, He can't do anything unless I bring that to Him. In other words, what I want the Lord to do something new in, I got to be a part of that. If I ever want to see something new in my life with Him, then I'm going to cooperate with Him. I'm going to allow Him to do that. He's not going to force Himself on us. He's not going to just uh, take over our life without uh, allowing us to be a part of it. He's loving enough for us to choose Him. He wants us to be a part of what He's doing, and He wants us to choose Him. And when God wants to start something new, that means He sees something good coming about. Most of the times when we have that struggle, it's mostly because of our pride. We don't allow God to do a new thing. And, and here's, here's what I've learned the other day. I was reading and doing my devotions, and uh, <clears throat> he was talking about, it's, this is in the book of Genesis, where the Lord created man, and then he created woman. Because there was no animals found to be a helper. No, one, no animal that was suitable for man. And so God created woman. And the Bible says that the woman was the helper, that she became the man's helper. <clears throat> and I always took it as, oh, yeah, Heidi helps me. Uh, she does things, and she makes sure everything's done well, and she has a certain responsibility at home. She takes care of our finances, takes care of the home, uh, and, and things like that. And so, Lord, I understand that. But this is what he taught me. He said, she's your helper, not just to help you in things. And so I had to dig a little deeper, and, 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 and this is what he showed me. He said, you know when you get frustrated with her? You know when you get irritated at her? 
You know when she just like pushes your buttons and, and you get into those arguments? I said, yeah. I'm using her to help you change to become more like me. I said, what kind of deal is that? I mean, why not you change her? Because that will help me. And he says, no, 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 no. I'm using her to change you, to help you be more like me. And I thought, that opened my eyes. Because how often I thought, that's not helping me. We're getting frustrated, we're getting to arguments and whatever the case may be. That's not going to help me. And he says, no, no. Otherwise, if she is not in your life, no one else can help you with what I'm trying to help you with. She's the only person who can push the right buttons. I mean, good, good things, Heidi, good things. I think about it. Our spouse, they're the only ones who knows exactly what to say and what to do that helps us <laughs> become more like Him. Now, we can stop there and say, Lord, no, that's it. Too bad. No, that's them. And if you change them, great. But He's saying, I'm doing a new thing in you. If you want something new, you got to do new things. And so I got to change the way I think. I got to change the way I react. If I allow Him to do something new in my life, then that means I must do something new and be a part of what He's doing. Here's the second thing. And this is what helps us to have that fresh start, is to learn from life experiences. Because we're going to have many of them. Life experiences, they, they come as a result of just living in this world. We all experience different kinds of uh, life experience. We all have uh, different perspectives. We all grow up differently. We all have different backgrounds. But we all experience life. We, every single one of us. It doesn't matter what age you are. Old or young, experienced, non-experienced, where you're, you're ahead of the game or, or kind of behind the game, it doesn't matter. We all will experience life. And we must go through certain life experiences in order for God to shape our lives. Someone said it like this, go through the life experience, not just to it. Because there's something on the other side. Some hit a roadblock or mistake and then stay there. Some, pe- some people see others make a mistake or hit a roadblock and then they stay there. They'll let them know your faults and they'll say things about you or, or, or whatever the case may be. Or we'll say things about people and, and, and we'll stay there. And whenever we see that person, we're always reminded of what they did wrong. But God is saying, I want to do a new thing. Galatians 3, 4 tells us, Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? Yeah, our life experiences, they're they're there to teach us to do new things, how to have a fresh start. Because if if we still make the same mistakes and we do the same things we've done to put us back into the place we've been that is not good and we learn nothing, Guess what? We're going to have to go through that again to learn that experience. We're going to have to go through whatever we need to, to gain that knowledge and wisdom that God wanted to give to us in the first place. And God uses these life experiences to shape us. 
It's kind of like a carpenter to wood or a sculptor to wood. With every carve that is done comes rubbish. But there's new wood right under there, right under the surface. And, and with the carving comes pain. With the carving, you, you need energy, you need strength. But there's new things that are taking place. That's like life experiences. With each life experience, it's like God is carving something out of us to become more like Him. So that whatever is not of Him, He carves off. But it takes a life experience for us to gain that wisdom or knowledge sometimes. But He says, I'm going to use those life experiences. For here's, We have uh, four experiences that we want to go through quickly. Real quickly. Quick, quickly, that God uses to shape us. And it's in your notes. There's some bullets there. And the first one is the personal life experience. Because we're all going to experience a personal life experience. Your life experience is going to be different from someone else's. But nonetheless, God can have a fresh start from personal life experiences. He can give us that brand new beginning because we can learn from them. The other one is vocational and educational. That God can teach us and shape us through our work environment, or going through school or some kind of a, a educational institute of some kind. And, and we, we can learn that way. And He'll help us and shape us and mold us through those kinds of experiences. There's also spiritual, which is the third bullet. Spiritual experiences. You know, like when we come to know the Lord, when we first come to know Him, we have that, that a spiritual experience And we come to know Him as Lord and Savior. There's a spiritual experience. We learn that way. He shapes us that way. He does new things that way. When we pray to Him, it's a spiritual experience. When we worship Him, it's a spiritual experience. He does new things in us. But it comes through those spiritual experiences. And then the last one, that fourth bullet, sometimes a painful experience allows God to do new things in our life. That painful situation teaches us, and we can learn through those experiences. Think to yourself, what have I learned in the years that has gone by? What am I learning today? You could be 30, you could be 50, you could be older, you could be younger. Just think, what has God taught me in the past years? Because we may have those years of experiences but we've never learned from them. We can have all those experiences, but if we never learn from them, then we're going to go through them again. What do I have? What has God provided for me? I have a job, a family, I have, I have loved ones. What are you teaching me, Lord? How can I have a fresh start with what I have? Who can help me? Are there others around me? We're surrounded by wonderful people at this church. We're surrounded by, by, by a bunch of people that we all, being put together, have so many life experiences to share. There's things that you have gone through that others are going through, but you know the way. And even though we may go through what we go through, it's not in vain, is it? That's what the Bible says, it's not in vain. And there's so many people who can benefit from what we've gone through. Your life story is deeper than you think. That's why that fresh start is so important because it allows us to be a part of what God is doing in the bigger picture of what He's doing in the rest of this world. 
Who can help? Who can, who can, I, who can I partner with to help me grow in my walk with the Lord? Maybe, maybe for some of us, the Lord is doing a new thing in our spiritual walk with Him. We have our Wednesday night equipped services, our, our uh, midweek service. And uh, this year we're, we're kind of doing things a little different, but our Wednesday nights are different than our Sunday mornings. Our Sunday mornings are geared for those who are finding God or in other words, for, for those who are, are searching for their relationship with God, they're searching for God, maybe they're on a spiritual journey, maybe they're looking for help, maybe they're looking for a relationship with God, maybe they're just looking for something that will help. I've been there. I understand what it means to come to the place in life where, okay, I need something else because nothing is fulfilling everything in my life. I'm not satisfied. And then once I met Christ, then I understood why. Because there was something missing and it was God's Spirit. But some of us are on that journey and that's what Wednesday nights are for. Wednesday nights are so that we can connect with God on a deeper level. We can get into the Word on a deeper level and, and uh, be challenged more, be stretched more. And we can learn together. Sunday mornings, for us as Christians, Sunday mornings are, are designed to partner with you in your attempts to reach your family and friends. That's why it's, our, our church services are done in a certain way so that we can partner with you in reaching your family and friends. And that's why it's done this way so that they can come to know the Lord. I mean, we, we all need some place to invite our family and friends so that they can come to know the Lord. It could be at your home. It could be just in a conversation or a relationship. But we try to do it like this so that you can come to know who Christ is. And then we partner together. But that's why we have these services. It's so that we can learn together. And it helps us when we get into the Word of God to remember that He does all things new and it refreshes us. It gives us that fresh start. Like when we go week after week and we maybe miss church for a while, when we come back, isn't it like refreshing? Like when we leave, God spoke something to us and we just feel refreshed and revived. It's what He does. He gives us those new beginnings and those new starts because when God wants to do something good in our lives, He wants to start something fresh, He sees a greater future for us. That's why He wants to do something new. And the last thing, start with my faith in the Lord. See, if we start with our faith in the Lord, then from that point on, no matter what takes place, we'll be okay. Because it started with our faith in the Lord. And so if things go well, or if things don't go well, that's not what our focus was. Our focus was on the Lord. And when we start with our faith in the Lord, whatever it is, He'll help us through it. Some of us are saying, you know, I just want to be healthy next year. That's all I want to do. I mean, yes, I wanted to be healthier last year, but hey, this year is a brand new year. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to go running every day. Maybe not every day, at least five times a week. And if not that, minimum three, but guaranteed two. <laughs> and we go through that. And, and yes, the Lord will help us. To start with our faith in the Lord. Some of us will say, you know, I, I just, I want to stop this habit, this addiction. That's it, it, I'm done. I tried quitting last year, but I, I, I was, it was difficult, but I will this year. And right now, it's good. I, I, I quit smoking this year already. And I'm good with that. Some, I, I remember this one person saying that uh, 
between them and their spouse, I think it was a husband uh, trying to quit smoking. And, and he kept trying to quit and quit and quit and quit. And the wife got so frustrated. And she said, you know, you're always trying to quit. Why is it so difficult? You should just stop. He's like, really? Stop yelling. <laughs> now, I know it's, it's not easy for many of us to just stop a certain habit. But when we start with the Lord... He helps us. Start with the Lord. Put our faith in the Lord. Now, why do we start with the Lord? There's a story in the book of Matthew. And there's two blind men who come to Jesus and, and they cry out to Jesus, Have mercy on us. Jesus replies to them, Do you think I am able to do this? And they said, Absolutely. Now, I read that. And I thought, wait, that doesn't make sense. Now, I'm not, I'm not a master at grammatics. I don't even know if grammatics is a word. That's how masterful I am. But it doesn't make sense that these two blind men would say to Jesus, have mercy on us. And then Jesus says, do you think I'm able to do this? And they said, absolutely. I'm thinking, what is he talking about? Mercy? Is he talking about mercy? But look at what Matthew 9.29 says. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And these guys ended up seeing. Now, in the detailed parts of this, they didn't ask Jesus to heal their blind eyes. They just said, Have mercy on us. But Jesus says, According to your faith, let it be to you. And I thought, Lord, then that means it's not really our faith alone. It's who we're putting our faith into that brings the healing. Because you're, you're the one that's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever possibly ask or dream are you able to do this, Lord? Absolutely. Interesting how our faith gets in the way of our faith. That we can go to Him and say, Lord, this is what I'm praying for. Could be finances, a, a, a problem, situation, anything. And we pray to the Lord and we say, Lord, if it's possible, can this be done? And we know he's po it's possible because it's Him. But then when we're done, we still lack the faith. We'll say, I know you can, but I know you may not. And he says, it's going to be done according to your faith. Start with our faith in the Lord. Because when it's in the Lord, it, it is Him, not on us. And our confidence should be him, in Him anyway. Proverbs 9, uh, excuse me, 29, 25, it says, Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. And we can take safety as, oh, I'm not going to get hurt. You know, I'm not going to, he's going to protect my life. The other day we were, um, 
they finished in the fellowship hall and they put up some nice lighting and, and things like that. And, and Heidi was telling me, come and go see, see the decorations and everything that they did. And I'm on this side and she's by the fellowship hall doors and she says, but close your eyes. And, and then when you come here, you can open them. I'm thinking, I got to walk there. I can't just close my eyes. I said, Heidi, I can't close my eyes. I got to get there. She goes, okay, uh, walk here, but don't look. I said, okay. And uh, she says, grab my hand. Now, have you ever had your wife lead you by the hand while you close your eyes? It's kind of scary because you're thinking, okay, make sure I don't hit anything. Make sure I don't hit the chairs. No, I'm going to guide you. Yeah, but okay, where's the glass door? I'm not going to let you bang the glass door. Yeah, but it's open, isn't it? Are you going to leave? She goes, just follow me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, I don't want to hit anything. No, it's, it's not that I don't have faith in her. I don't have faith in the things around her that can smash my face. So I, that's what was hindering me. And I thought, Lord, sometimes it's not really that we don't have faith in you. It's we don't have faith in the circumstances that surround us. And he says, that's why your faith needs to be in me, not in everything around you. Focus on me. Fix your eyes on me. Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I thought, you know, the way we think determines how we feel, and the way we feel determines how we act. He wants to start afresh in our lives. i got to change the way I think. i got to change my old thinking patterns. I gotta change my habits for the better. Gotta change the way I treat people for the negative. Gotta rethink things. It's a renewal of the mind. And if I don't renew my mind, then my actions will never do what God is asking me to because I'm still in habit. Have you ever tried to brush your teeth the opposite way that you normally do? If you start in the, sorry, I'm getting kind of detailed, but if you start in the top right hand corner, Try starting on the bottom left corner. You'll be messed up. You don't know what, what teeth you brushed. Be like, did I miss one? Then you got to start all over again. Try that. Just try. Do it with your opposite hand. It, it may hurt, but just try. You'll, you'll see how difficult it is to renew your mind. But that's what the Lord is saying. In order for us to have that fresh start, we got to change the way we do things. And in order for us to renew our minds, we need Him. He gives us the capabilities to renew our minds. And God sees the good in my life. But in order for that to happen, He must start in it. That's where we cooperate with Him. That's where we say, Lord, then it's... It's, it's you that's going to do something in my life. I'm going to put my faith in you, not in the things that are around me. We're not going to focus on our will. We're going to focus on His will. And we see something new as something new. But from His perspective, it's always been a part of His plan. Therefore, He's not taken by surprise when something comes up that we never knew was there. He says, no, I'm, I'm with you all the way because your faith is in me. We got it. We'll go through it together, not just to it. We'll go right through it. Because He's given us a fresh start. Zechariah 4.6, it says, Not by might, nor by power. And let's read this together. Ready? Go. But by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And my encouragement to all of us today, 
is have that fresh start with the Lord, whatever it may be. Find something that the Lord is doing. It may be a dream of some kind. It may be something that the Lord has always been doing. But we've never cooperated as much as we could. Maybe it's a brand new season for you. Start out fresh with the Lord. Because in Him, you will have the best start ever. Amen? You can close your Bibles and put away your notes. We're going to close in prayer. And, and I just want to pray for all of us. And uh, what, a, uh, what a testimony, not just to the people that surround you or your family, but to the Lord, that on New Year's Day, this early in the morning, you worshipped the Lord. That you said to the Lord, I'm not going to be hindered by sleepy, tired, pressing the snooze button five times. I'm going to tell my body and spirit to worship you. That to me, especially to the Lord, is one of the best starts ever. Let's pray together. Lord, we come to you in gratitude and thankfulness and in anticipation of what you're about to do this year. The mercies and faithfulness that you have, which are new every morning, we receive that today. Lord, we pray for our loved ones. Some may not be with us today. Some may be at home. Uh, Some may be sleeping right now. But Lord, we pray for them. We pray that in this year, Lord, that you would bring them close to you. That they would come to know you as Lord and Savior. We pray for our loved ones that uh, may be traveling. We pray for those that are not healthy right now. Maybe in the hospital. And we pray for your healing, your divine power in them. Lord, we pray that our lives would be a reflection of who you are and how great you are. Lord, I pray for this church, that this year, as our year of purpose, that we will accomplish the good things that you see for this city, this state, and this world. That we would all use our gifts, our talents, our resources to advance your kingdom so that we could help people have a great start and a great life. Because really, it's all in you. And life would not happen without you in it. We can exist, but we will never live. May we live and have the best start ever because of who you are. Your precious and powerful name we pray. We all said, Amen.